listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids in History 101 podcast. We're going to be talking today about having gospel conversations with kids. Really, everything that we do in kids ministry is all about pointing kids to Jesus. Sometimes that takes a while uh, for them to listen and understand, but there comes a time when they are on the verge of of taking a step towards believing and following Jesus personally. And uh, those conversations can be something that uh, that can be intimidating for some of us. Uh, we wanna make sure we get it right. Uh, we want to make sure that, uh, that we are clear in what we communicate. And so it's good for us, uh, one, to do it regularly, and two, to be well-prepared. And so today we're gonna take a bit of time to talk about having that gospel conversation. Uh, my guest today is Tristan Meza, who also happens to be my second child. Tristan, welcome back to the podcast. It's good to have you back. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. And you serve as uh, as a kids ministry director uh, at the Bridge Church in Columbia, Tennessee. And gospel conversations are a part of what you do fairly regularly. And so as I was talking about uh, this topic uh, I thought, how wonderful would it be to have you on uh, for you to share some perspective around having that conversation? So I'd like to get into that with you and talk with you about that. But first, but first, sometimes I like to do just a little something fun and just have kind of like a but first conversation. So that's great. Are, are you are you doing the Wordle every day? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, who isn't? Right? Who isn't? <laughs> Every, I, somehow this Wordle thing just came out of nowhere and it's like yes. everybody is doing it. Yes. And now I can't go a day without sitting down to do the Wordle. It's, so it's a little, you know, it's a little unique in that it's like you only get one a day because there's days when it's like, I want to do it in the morning and then by evening I'm ready to do it again. And so you kind of yes. have to choose your time. You do. And I usually do it in the morning. Um, but those days that I've done it before I've had my cup of coffee, it has not gone well. So I oh, realized no. I have I have to give myself time to wake up first and then I can do the wordle. So do you are you like a like a I don't even know what you call it, like rows, like like row two or three solver, or are you like a four, five, six solver? So I used to be a five, six solver, but I have a new strategy. So now oh. I'm like a three, four solver. Okay, so your, stra it. your strategy has improved your score. It has. I guess the same two words the first two times every time, okay. um, because I feel like it gets most of the letters out of the way, um, you, even if. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, even if it says like, hey, you guessed a word with an A the first time and there's an A in it, I will still guess my second word, even if it doesn't have an A, because I've got to get those letters out of the way. Okay. So you're, mm -hmm. I assume that you're like trying to use up all the vowels. Yes. You're trying to yes. get like your R-S-T-L-N-E kind of things in there. Yep. My first two words are raise, R-A-I-S-E, um, and then mouth, M-O-U-T-H, because I think okay. those letters are the most common. All right. And so then you find from that, you normally get several that light up yellow. I usually and maybe do. maybe a green or two. I usually do. And then I usually can guess it on the third or fourth try. So wow. well, I've just I shared my... A, 
I did I've shared my secret. You, yeah, you did. You gave away your secret strategy. Listeners, if you try that, <laughs> if you try that, maybe, just maybe, it will improve your uh, you from being a five <laughs> or six up to a three or four. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be a two. Some people are just yeah. so good at that. And I've had like once or twice only when I've gotten really, really good. Most of the time I find myself where uh, like I'll get the last three letters correct and then mm. I'll have like the first two that I'll try three or four different combos that are all words, but none of them the right word. And so mm, that always yeah. frustrates me, you know? It's like plate, slate, whatever it is, right? Great. Right? And they're all wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh, well. Wordle, yeah. everybody. If you're not playing, now you're playing. I'm sure you are. You <laughs> well, be. talking about the Wordle, let's switch from the Wordle to... The word. How's that? This sounds great. <laughs> Gospel is a six-letter word, not a five-letter word. But if it was, it would be a good one to play because it's got some vowels and consonants in there. So, yes. Tristan, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about your role, and let's talk specifically about opportunities that you find. How do you create opportunities and get you find yourself moving into gospel conversations? And then let's talk about those actual conversations and how they go. So, in your church. Tell us, how do you typically get to the gospel? Do you, how do you intentionally go there uh, with kids on a regular basis? So the gospel is something that we use every Sunday in our curriculum. So we use the gospel project, um, which I love because it gives a lot of opportunities for those gospel conversations to happen. Um, but gospel conversations are one of my favorite parts of working in kids ministry um, because I love talking about um, the saving love of Jesus mm-hmm. um, and what he's done for us and sharing that with kids. And so every Sunday, um, no matter what our lesson is, we always have a large group setting and then we have a small group setting. And at the end of that large group setting, we always connect our lesson back to the gospel, no matter what it is. Um, and so we always have that Christ connection, which gives an opportunity um, to lead into that gospel conversation. And I think that's super important because um, you're always going to have different kids at your church on a Sunday Mm -hmm. morning. You're going to have kids who've never been to church before. You're going to have friends who are visiting um, and may never come again. And so you never want to miss an opportunity um, to incorporate the gospel into your lesson. So in our ministry, um, we have just been going through um, some of those scene lessons. So we were just talking about Noah um, and the ark and the flood and all the sin that was happening. Um, But we just don't want to talk about sin and leave it there, um, right? Because we have the hope of Jesus. And so that gives Mm us a segue into leading from the darkness of sin to the light and the love of Christ. So then what does that look like? So you say you just tell us kind of about the flow of your group. You do you go like small group, large group, back to small group. And so what's the setting for for how you begin that conversation each week? Yep. So we start in a large group setting every Sunday. So we have our large group all together. Kindergarten through fifth grade is all together. Um, and at the end of that lesson, we incorporate the gospel. So if our lesson's about Noah, We'll bring it back to the gospel. And that's a chance for that large group leader who is uh, sharing the lesson that day to give a quick summary of the gospel. They may not go super in-depth because they just explained the lesson of Noah, but they will. They'll give a summary of the gospel and how that relates back to Christ. Um, And then we'll have worship. And then those kids will break off into their small groups where those gospel conversations can continue. And so even in our uh, conversations in small groups, um, we always have that gospel God's plan for me notes in that small group leaders lesson so they can bring back the conversation to the gospel every single time. 
So the gospel, God's plan for me is, uh, is a construct, a way for sharing the gospel with children. It's one that we use at LifeWay for LifeWay VBS. It's what's embedded. Um, I have the opportunity, and I, one of the things I love about my job is I get to share the gospel on the videos for Vacation Bible School. So if, you've, uh, if you use LifeWay VBS and you actually play that video, you guys may have me on your DVD. Uh, and some churches use that for the sharing of the gospel, that video. But I love that we get to, uh, that I get to do that. And we also use the gospel God's plan for me outline at Centra Kid camps. And so I'm very familiar with that, uh, that outline and that method of, of sharing the gospel with kids. Um, that's, that's one that you guys have evaluated and that you have chosen. What is it that you like about that particular outline, Tristan? And how does that, uh, what does that look like in your ministry? One of the things I love about using the uh, the gospel God's plan for me is that there's five points um, and you can talk through it on your one hand, your five fingers. And mm -hmm. so especially with kids, kids are super visual. Kids like very physical um, examples. And so when I'm having a one-on-one -on -one gospel conversation with a kid, um, I like to have us hold up our five fingers together and we'll talk through those five points of the gospel that God rules, we sinned, God provides, Jesus gives, we respond. And we'll use our five fingers to talk through that together. So, okay. So you mentioned um, that having that conversation, you, you know, large group, uh, small group time, but really when a child is ready to have that next level conversation, that's really best done in a one-on-one -on -one. Uh, discussion. So yes. tell us, how do you, how, when do you know that it's time to, uh, how do you ascertain, right? How do you uh, discern that, that a child is ready to have that conversation? And then how do you move from a group setting to, Hey, maybe we should talk together over here away from the group for just a little bit. Right. So a lot of times that's something that a kid is talking about at home with their parents, which I love. Um, they're coming home from church, they're having um, Bible studies at home, and they're having those conversations at home. And so a lot of times the parents will reach out and say, hey, my kid's really interested in the gospel. Can you come and meet with us and talk through that with us as a family? And so a lot of times that's been a great opportunity for me to sit with the parents and the child, and we can all talk through the gospel together. Um, sometimes it's a Sunday morning, and a kid comes from a small group and they're really excited to talk about the gospel. And on a Sunday in a loud kids ministry area um, with kids running around, that's not always the best place to have a conversation. Um, and so I would encourage you to try and have a space where you can sit down with that kid um, so they know that you're focused on them. It can get distracting. Yes. Um, you want them to know that that conversation is important and it's not just something to do um, passing by in the hallway really quick. So that's something that you can take your time to sit down with that kid. Um, sometimes that can happen on a Sunday and sometimes you reschedule that for the week um, and you meet up with that family um, and have that conversation. Now, is that a conversation that you like to have as the, as the kids ministry leader, or is it something that you like to see all of your leaders have? How does that look? So ideally, that's something that we want everyone to feel comfortable having. I believe that every Christian um, should feel comfortable sharing the gospel um, because the Bible says we need to be ready um, 
to account for the hope that's within us. And so uh, we need to be ready to share that truth. So um, we are training our leaders, our kids' leaders, our volunteers, to be able to share the gospel with kids. Um, we're also hoping to train our parents on how to share the gospel with kids. Um, and so in teaching the parents how to do that, in teaching our leaders how to do that, and in knowing how to do that ourselves, we have a whole team of people who are uh, ready and prepared and equipped on how to talk a child through the gospel. Um, and so ideally, I love when uh, Sunday school leaders have conversations with kids that are in their class because I'm not in every Sunday school class every Sunday. Um, I don't have all those deep connections that they have with their teacher. Um, and so it's really special um, when a Sunday school leader has a conversation with a child that they have built a relationship with. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. So the, the Any sort of a conversation like this is so much better when it happens in the context of a relationship where yes. the person is known, uh, the, the, the child knows the leader, the leader knows the child, the family knows the leader. And so those relationships, having presenting the gospel in the context of relationship is so important when it can happen that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, okay, so let's talk a bit about how that conversation typically goes. Um and talk us through like some some uh maybe some tips for how to have a conversation in a way that is appropriate and that gets where you need to go but also that takes into account that this really is a conversation not like a presentation, right? Right. Right. It's so important for this gospel conversation to actually be a conversation. Um, you should not be the one talking the entire time. Um, the kid doesn't need to talk the entire time like they're presenting like an oral test. Like they don't, you know, it shouldn't feel like a quiz. It should feel like a conversation. Um, and so one of the things that helps me right off the bat and that helps the child right off the bat is if we start with um, just a nice casual um, icebreaker question, kind of like you did um, on the podcast. <laughs> um, right before we started, talk about something fun that the kid likes so they feel comfortable talking to you um, because there's a chance that they're going to feel nervous because they're excited and they're nervous and they're feeling all these feelings and um, you want them to feel comfortable. Um, you want them to know that it's a safe place. And so I usually like to ask them some questions about um, the sport that they play or um, the dance competition that they just did or the fun things they like to do with their friends. So that kid starts off feeling comfortable. Um, it starts off feeling at ease. And But the very first thing we do when I start a conversation is we pray. Um, we sit and we pray together. Um, and sometimes if the parents are there, I'll have one of the parents pray for that conversation. Sometimes I'll pray for that conversation um, and just pray for what the Lord is doing in that child's life. Um, so start off with prayer. Start off with a question uh, to help that kid feel comfortable. Yeah, I think that's a really great insight. The, the you know, because oftentimes when we get to this moment, um, it's 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 one of the moments you mentioned that as a kids ministry leader, it's something that's like a highlight, right? We look forward mm -hmm. to these opportunities, and so it can be easy for us to get really excited about moving mm -hmm. quickly to a decision, right? And yes. your tip here is, we don't have to rush through this. No. And in fact, it's better if we if we sit down somewhere quiet. And we actually engage in a normal conversation, not just getting straight to God rules. 
Right, right. You want this to be a good experience. You want it to be uh, something that is not rushed. Um, you don't want it to feel like you're you're rushing in through to get a decision like you said. No, um, you want to have a genuine conversation about the gospel and about the love of God. Um, and so it's important for you as the leader to set the tone of how that conversation is going to go. Um, because sometimes the parents feel nervous too. And so they want to jump in and they want to start talking and um, making sure uh, you know what their kid understands. And so you need to set the tone for it to be a, a calm, nice conversation. Um, and then you can jump into that conversation conversation um, after you've started. So let's talk a little bit about your mindset as you begin the conversation. So, because <laughs> I think it makes a difference, right? You're, if you go into this conversation with, I will get this kid to make a decision today, you're going to lead that a certain way. That's really should not be our goal as we enter into the conversation. What would you say it should be? Right. Your goal is not for this child to, by any means, they have to accept the Lord today, right now. That's that's not the goal. The goal is for that child to understand the love of God um, and to be able to hear and understand the gospel. And so that conversation looks a lot different when your focus is to help that child understand and mm. learn than it is for everyone to be happy and for that kid to make a decision. <laughs> and that's that's not the goal. Um, the goal is for you to sit with the kid and to help them understand um, God's redeeming love. And so that mindset is important for you as a leader. Um, it's also important for you as a leader um, not to feel like you have to know all the answers. Mm -hmm. um, they may ask some really hard questions because kids have really hard questions. Mm -hmm. um, the parents may ask some really hard questions and that's okay. It's not a quiz for the kid and it's not a quiz for you. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's okay to say, you know what? I don't know that answer, but I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out and I'll, we can talk about that later. Um, so it's important for you to stay calm um, and for you to re remember what the focus, what the goal of that conversation is. So the focus is understanding, right? It's having, yes. really what you, the goal is for you as a leader, before you get all the way to the end to we respond, mm -hmm. you need to really um, have a conversation that allows you to know if that child is really understanding enough so that yes. he or she is ready to respond. And that's not always the case, correct? Mm -hmm. So how, right. tell us about, you know, moments where maybe you've gotten into that conversation and you realize this child isn't ready. Right. And that happens. There is, I have had many conversations where, um, we talk through and I'm, uh, trying to help the child understand and it just hasn't clicked in their brain or in their heart yet. Um, and so they may not quite understand everything now and that's okay. Um, because discipleship is a process. Um, discipleship doesn't start and end as soon as a child makes a decision, it can start before that and it continues after that. And so you sitting and talking with that child, um, it's okay if they don't understand everything. Um, it is not our job to save people. Um, the Lord is the only one who can save people. And so there's nothing magic that you can say that will make that child decide to follow the Lord. Um, but you can help them understand. Um, and so that may be a continuing conversation instead of just a one and done conversation. 
And you know what? That takes so much pressure off of that moment, right? For you yes. and for the child and for the parents. Because yes. honestly, as I mean, when I was a kid, when I learned, you know, how to share the gospel, uh, as a as even as a college student, it was often towards the goal of getting someone to make a decision. And mm-hmm. that puts pressure on us uh, and it doesn't leave it to the Lord. And it puts mm-hmm. pressure on that moment in that one conversation. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea of having the perspective to say, you know what, we're going to talk through, through the gospel. So it's a, it's an intentional conversation about yes. my sin and who God is and who Jesus is and about forgiveness and redemption, but it's, it's not a high pressure moment. And so therefore we really don't need to be nervous about that as leaders, even volunteers, no. we can relieve that pressure and then just equip them to have a good conversation to assess where that child is. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the the a conversation, Tristan, that you might how it might go with you. So you've you've asked a few questions. You're together with a child, or maybe with their family, uh, and um, you've you've asked some of those icebreaker questions, and the conversation is flowing. How does that conversation go after that? Right. So, like I said before, I like to use the gospel God's plan for me. And when I'm talking through the gospel with the kids, sometimes we like to talk through it on our five fingers. Uh, but we always start at the beginning. Um, and so we start with how God created everything. And a lot of the times when you start talking about something that a kid knows and understands, they're going to get excited and they're going to want to share all the details. Mm-hmm. And so I love when I have a conversation and we start talking about how God created everything and that kid gets excited and they're like, yeah, God created the sky and the stars and the moon. I'm like, yeah, what else did God create? We start talking, we start having um, an authentic conversation about all the things that God created. Um, Those are some simple ways to get the kids involved um, to where it's not you just sitting and talking to them or at them the whole time, um, where they're actually talking with you. Um, And so give an opportunity for the kids to, to be a part of the conversation in that. So we usually talk for a little bit about all the things that God created. Um, And then oftentimes we'll lead into, well, what happened next? And um, usually those kids will start talking about Adam and Eve and they'll start talking about sin. Um, And then I'll usually explain like what a sin is. Um, A sin is something you think, say, or do that doesn't please God. And that's a good opportunity to talk about have you ever sinned? Um, and so a lot of the times if a kid doesn't quite understand, they'll be like, no, no, I've never sinned. That's, you know, and so that's a, an indicator that they may not quite understand yet. Um, but that's a good opportunity to talk about how we all have sinned and all of us have fallen short of God's glory because uh, God is perfect um, and he can't be near sin. Sin separates us from God. Um, and so we'll lead into talking about God's gifts that he gave us. Um, and sometimes uh, with kids, we talk about some good gifts that we've been given, uh, maybe at their birthday or at Christmas. They're usually excited to talk about gifts. Um, And so then that'll lead into talking about the gift that God gave us, the gift of Jesus. Um, And sometimes, you know, that conversation will lead into talking about how Jesus was born. And they usually get very excited because that means um, in their minds that connects to Christmas. Christmas. And so... At Christmas, we celebrate how Jesus was born. Um, and then we'll talk about what Jesus did when he was on earth. Uh, this is another time where if kids um, 
uh, may understand some of the things that Jesus did on earth. They may remember some of those miracles. I've had great conversations with kids where they want to share all the miracles that they remember that Jesus did. They're like, oh, you know, he healed the blind man and he healed those 10 lepers. And, and so sometimes it's a great opportunity too uh, for those kids to share all those things they remember Jesus doing on earth, those miracles. Um, and then we talk about the greatest thing that Jesus did uh, while he was on earth, which was him dying on the cross for our sins. Um, and so usually in their minds for kids, that means Easter. So that's another mm -hmm. connection that you can make. We usually celebrate this at Easter, how Jesus died. Um, and then we talk about why Jesus had to die. Um, and so that's really important for kids to understand that Jesus had to die because of our sins. Um, but the payment for our sins is death. So usually we talk about what a payment is and why it's important. I usually say, you know, if you go to a store and you pick out a Lego set and you leave the store without paying for that Lego set, are you allowed to do that? And they're like, no, that would be stealing. You know, you have to pay for the thing you're going to take. Um, and so we usually talk about how Jesus, how somebody had to pay for our sins. And sometimes older kids will understand that in the Old Testament, um, uh, they use animals as the sacrifice to pay for their sins. Yes. And how Jesus, Jesus is that great sacrifice that paid for our sins. Um, and so it's important for kids to understand why Jesus had to die. Um, but then, of course, we know that he didn't stay dead, but three days later, he rose from the grave. Right. Um, and so that talks you through that whole gospel um, in ways that kids can connect and understand um, with things that they might know or recognize. Wow, great tips! I love uh, the way that you included things like like um, like uh, uh, good gifts that they've received, mm -hmm. and shopping in the store, and Christmas and Easter. Those are things that are not written in to the gospel right. of God's plan, right? Those are those are those are things that you uh, have discovered that really help you keep it conversational and keep a kid engaged. Yes. So, really good tips. So talk, tell us now about the we respond portion, right? So the, the ABCs is how we mm -hmm. talk about how we respond. Uh, admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus is God's son and mm -hmm. confess to God and to others that you've put your trust in Jesus. That's really kind of that moment of decision. How do you handle that, uh, that moment? If you've been through the conversation, uh, you get to that point, you may or may not be ready to go to that, right? Right. And sometimes if we get to that um, and the kid is still has a lot of questions, they still don't quite understand. Um, they're still not quite ready to um, give their life to Jesus. That's OK. Um, that's an opportunity for you to uh, set up another conversation with that child and to keep discipling them because they may have a lot of questions. They may not understand. That is OK. Uh, but sometimes that kid is ready and you can usually tell when that kid is ready, um, when they are excited when you can tell that the Lord is stirring in their heart. Um, there has been several times where you can just tell where kids, they're so excited, they're so ready. Uh, but also at the same time, they understand um, the weight of their sin and they understand that um, how, how broken and messy that is and how uh, that makes God sad and how that separates them from God and they don't want to be separated from God. When a kid understands all that and they're communicating that to you, that is totally a time to have that uh, um, that admit, believe, confess. All right, let's talk about that, that they're communicating that to you, right? Because we mm -hmm. do a lot of the communicating in much of this. Mm -hmm. And one of your tips is that we need to actually let the kids talk and listen to what they say. 
Yes, yes. And so when you have had that whole conversation, that gospel conversation where they're interacting, um, then when you get to that we respond, that's where you ask the child, um, you know, you're asking them uh, why they want to follow Jesus. You're asking them um, how their sin makes them feel. Um, you're asking them if they know um, why Jesus died and um, if they want to accept Jesus. So usually when you start asking some of those questions, um, you want the child to talk. And so you're kind of giving them just some opportunities to start the conversation. And then you just want to hear what's on their heart. Um, so you ask them things like, you know, um, some of those, uh, like the, you want them to understand that their sin, um, actually does something and it has an effect. Um, and so some of those questions like, well, why is sin so bad? Um, some of those open-ended allow the kid mm. to talk, um, you want them to understand, uh, but you also want the response to be theirs and not something that you're forcing on them. For sure. Yes. Okay. So let's say they're answering all those questions. They're responding mm -hmm. and they're, you get it and you can tell, or they get it mm -hmm. and you can tell that they understand <laughs> and that they really do, uh, that they really are ready. Uh, mm -hmm. So then do, do you lead them into a time of prayer? Yes. That's a great opportunity to lead them into a time of prayer. Um, where and that's a good chance to use that that ABC. Um, you you know that you are a sinner. Um, you admit to God that you have sinned. You tell Him that you have sinned. Um, you tell Him that you believe in Jesus, that He's the Son of God, um, that He died for your sins, and that He rose again. Um, and you confess that Jesus is Lord. Um, and so that's something that you can help lead that child through. Um, but I also love to you know, once you've, you've prayed through that, um, you ask the child if they want to say anything else to God. Um, and so that's a good chance for that kid to just thank mm. God, um, for loving them and thank God for saving them. And that is a beautiful thing to witness. Wow. That, that is a really cool idea. Mm. Anything that you else that you want to say to God, how sweet, mm -hmm. what a sweet moment. Now, so Tristan afterwards, um, how do you follow up with the family? If like, if you've had this conversation with the family, they're in the room, you might mm -hmm. set them up with some tools or some next steps. If they're not in the room, I'm sure that you would want to contact them. Tell us a mm -hmm. little bit about what you do for follow up. Right. So the follow up, I think there's a few things that are important. First, um, you want to follow up with the family and the child um, and to make sure that they have some uh, discipleship um, opportunities and resources um, because your relationship with Jesus, making that decision is just the beginning. There's a lot of growth after that. And so we usually give our kids and the families the I'm a Christian now book um, from Lifeway. We usually give them those um, and we invite the family. We tell the parents, this is a great thing for you to work through with your child so you can have more conversations together. Um, I usually like to make sure that that child has a Bible of their very own um, and help them learn a little bit about where they can find things in the Bible and mm -hmm. maybe how to read the Bible by themselves. Um, and another thing is you want to celebrate and you want to share that good news. And so a child making the decision to follow Jesus, um, a lot of that, uh, there's little things that people did in your kid's ministry that made a difference in that child's life and that led to that decision. And so I think it's important to share that that decision, that celebration with your kids' volunteers, with your kids' For team, sure. with the staff at your church. Share it as a win um, so those leaders know 
that um, Sally in second grade decided to follow Jesus. And so those teachers can celebrate, so those um, greeters can celebrate, uh, so the worship team can celebrate, all those people who are a part of your kids' ministry or your church. Tell them the good news so they can they can share in that celebration. I love that. That's I've, So I've been spending quite a bit of time in Luke chapter 15 recently, mm-hmm. uh, which is the parable of the lost sheep, lost coin, and the prodigal son. And mm-hmm. in each case, it just, it strikes me how in each case, the response is that uh, he or she called together their friends and neighbors to celebrate over the one mm-hmm. who had been lost, who has now been found. I think the church needs to be a place where we celebrate. And that's such a great part of way to build culture within your team, because even Mm -hmm. if you're the one who has that conversation, everyone on the team celebrates and enjoys in knowing that what they're doing really makes a difference. And that's so important for teams to know. Yes. It's like a sports team. The person who scores the goal in soccer, there are a lot of people that set him up to make that goal. Um, And so it's not you who scored, it's the kingdom that scored. And so celebrate that (laughs) with your volunteers. Awesome. Awesome. Tristan Meza, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing with us your insights and how you uh, have gospel conversations. And we're just so thankful for your friendship. And so thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Listeners, if you are looking for some free resources to help you have gospel conversations like the ones that Tristan just described, we have some good news. You can go to this website, lifeway.com slash kids lifeway.com slash kids. We have a brand new updated website. At the top of that page, you'll see an icon for curriculum and then one for training. Click on training and you'll find that it opens a new window that has a bunch of uh, expandable other things you can click on. One of those says gospel presentation videos. And when you click on that, you'll find that we have shared, oh, six uh, different versions of uh, of people sharing the gospel presentation using the gospel God's plan, you can play these videos uh, for your leaders so that they can watch someone else share and hear how we talk those conversations, those talk points of the gospel God's plan. They're there in English and there's another one that's there in Spanish. And then there's some free downloadable resources where you can download the gospel God's plan outline and even a script for sharing that conversation in English or Spanish. So that's all at lifeway.com slash kids. Click on training and then open up gospel presentation videos. We hope that's a resource that you will enjoy and that you can use as you train and equip your teams. You can also find and I would encourage you to look for the gospel God's plan uh, uh Uh, pamphlets and leader materials where you can actually use them to teach courses on the gospel God's plan uh, to help your leaders and kids understand the gospel. And you can find those follow-up resources like I'm a Christian now, as well as a bunch of whole really great Bibles appropriate for kids all at lifeway.com. Listeners, thank you so much for the work that you do. Uh, We know that what you do is more than just Childcare, we are sharing Jesus with kids who need to understand their need for a savior and to know that his name is Jesus and how to have a relationship with him. It's all about him and it's all about the gospel. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for the ministry that you do. And we are praying for you as you seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus in your church and in your community. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.